Oh, Cave Miller Fulcher, and welcome to all the, my listeners uh, today. And uh, I hope you are all doing well. And my name is Paul Perdue, and the show is called Talking Antiques. And of course, the lovely executive producer today is Leslie. And how are you today, Leslie? I am great. How are you, Paul? I'm doing okay. I I sort of love the hot weather to a degree, and then I don't like it. And some some days I love it, some days I don't. But I always promised myself when I got out of Ireland that I would never complain about the hot weather. I'd only complain about the cold weather. Ah. Because in Ireland... Is it cold or hot in Ireland? It's, it, it, in, it's mostly cold. Mostly cold. Uh, my wife said that the, the coldest she's ever been was in Ireland in the summertime. And is, it, is, it the, is it rainy, the humidity, rainy? Ten, yeah, it's t- every it 10 that? minutes. The oh, last, really? The last time my wife and I were in Ireland, uh, now it's been a while. I have been to Ireland on my own a few times for business stuff. But the last time we were there, for 10 days, uh, if, if for 9 days out of 10 days it rained. And it only the sun only came out when we were getting on the plane to fly back. <laughs> and my wife was mad. She was ripping mad. And then about a couple of weeks later, somebody said, well, yeah, we just got back from Ireland and we had two weeks of beautiful weather and she was even Ooh, more fuming. Rubbed it in. You know, having, as she said, my Irish temper really went up, she said. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, what, what tends to happen is if it gets cold, it's the dampness in Ireland that affects people. You know, the snow, if you lift it up, like snow here, particularly in some parts of the country, it's wet. You know, the snow is wet, uh, and mm-hmm. the snow is dry. You know, you can't make a snowball out of it. But in Ireland, the snow is packed wet, and then... Heavy. You know, yeah, it's heavy, and then it's melting, and you freeze with your hands. You come in, and you warm your hands. They, bur- You know, they sting like hell. So the weather in Ireland uh, can... They always say, bring a, and in the summertime, bring a, a set of heavy clothes with you, one set, because the weather is going to change, and... Uh, I just was looking on 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 uh, line there. I have some friends in Ireland on my Facebook page. Uh, there's a famous place in in Dunleary called the the Forty Foot, and it's forty feet deep, and goes way way back in time where the men of culture used to skinny dip there. <laughs> but they don't sort of do it now. But the, all the old signs in the last century, all the old signs are still there. But my friend, uh, he was saying, he he jumped into the 40 foot. This is summer now, just a couple of days ago. And he said it was the f- coldest he'd ever been. He couldn't wait to get oh. out. He was freezing. So I'm sort of glad not to be there in the cold <laughs> of the summertime. You, you can have sunny, nice days like we have today. Well, the funny thing is that in Ireland, you could have a sunny day like it is today. But then when you get out of your car, it's freezing. The, co- the, the wind is cold. Did you realize that when you were a kid? Did you realize? Yeah, yeah, I used to love getting into a greenhouse and sitting in a chair and just letting the sun come through. Ah. And it'd be nice. And, and sometimes here, it's sort of funny. Sometimes like on a, I get into the car and the seat would be warm. And I just, it'd bring me right back to Ireland where I'd be getting in, <laughs> sort of getting into the seat of the car and trying to get really warmed up. So <laughs> it's sort of, it, 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 it's strange. I find over here that uh, my equilibrium, if I get spun around... My my, where I am, I get lost. But you can blindfold me, drop me in Ireland, and in two minutes I know north, south, east, and west. But here, 
It, and, and particularly, I think, in Buncombe County area, the roads are so twisty and it's all the mountains. Right. If you get, if you get turned, I can guarantee you're going to not know where you are. You, you don't know where... The, well, you, because you're from here, but I... You wouldn't know. Yeah. I, I, would, I, I find that I'm sort of going the wrong direction. Yeah. And, you know, when the road says uh, east... And then you suddenly find out that you're going west until you get down a bit and you should be going east. Right. It confuses me. Where in Ireland, when somebody says to me, like, if you said, if I said to you, Leslie, how far is it from here to Charlotte? What would you say? About an hour and a half. Exactly. If if you were in Ireland and you, and you said that to somebody, they'd say about 120, 150 miles or whatever the case ah. may be. So they don't we understand that one. Now, is that uh, an hour, whatever, at 70 miles an hour or 50 miles an hour or 100 it, miles well, an hour? Well, considering I would be the one driving, it's probably more like 80 miles an hour, <laughs> okay. to be honest. <laughs> so This is all for entertainment purposes, mind you. If well, of course, like here you would say, uh, the other thing that really gets, gets me here, and I, I, I suppose... <laughs> not even talked about antiques at the moment but here if I go down to, and I say to somebody how do you get to such a such a place they say go down I-26 go to I-40 go to 240 go to here and you get off at exit whatever whatever of course in Ireland they say go down to Paddy Mac's pub take a left go down to Sheehan's pub take a right go down to the corner of the where the church is take another left so they wouldn't tell you what roads, they would just tell you what landmarks. That's, that's kind of like Madison County, Paul. Have you ever been up to Madison County? I have been up uh, just briefly, and, and, uh, but I haven't, I haven't met any of the, the sort of local people. But funny enough, we have been invited to a party in September, my wife and I, for a girl that she knew. Is having her, her grandmother is having her 95th birthday and she's having a big do. So I'm going to meet all the, the whole family ah. up in Madison. So I'm going to get a real, you know, uh, mountain view of it, as they say. Well, that is nice because, you know, my family's from Madison County oh, since the early, amazing. very beginning of the 1800s. But what I was going to tell you is if you go out there and you ask for directions, they tell you go down to where where Mr. Smith's barn used to be, <laughs> and go down to what da da da. The places aren't still there, but they used to be. But so how, it's kind of hard if to you're follow somebody those Somebody that has never been there, how do you find the barn that used to be there? You're out of luck. You go, you <laughs> you say, smile and say thank you very much, and go down and ask somebody else. Oh. You might get somebody who hasn't been there the whole life. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Well, I suppose I better get started into my into my show, <laughs> Leslie, and that was fascinating. So before we just get into it, I have to sort of I welcome all the listeners from 540WRGC in Silver serving the Western Region, and V Radio 1497 Hickory to Morganton, and of course 1350WZGM in the Greater Asheville area. And of course, I have to thank most sincerely my sponsors. Uh, village Antiques. If you happen to be in the Buncombe County region and you're down in the historical Biltmore Village, why don't you go into Village Antiques and talk to Terry and David? They will gladly help you with any of your, you know, anything that you have to do, anything to do with antiques, anything that you want to do with your house or whatever. If you want to do a consignment, if you want to, if you're looking for something particular, David travels all around the country looking for stuff. So 
you know there is surely something between all the pottery all the jewelry all the um, golf all the silver the gold the paintings the furniture uh, I was in there not so long ago I found it a little bit hard to find some Irish furniture which is a disappointment being an Irishman but there's English and there's French uh, Dutch uh, Italian and of course good old Americana and American so if you have a chance go down to 755 Biltmore Avenue and go into Village Antiques and ask for uh, David and Terry and tell them that the Irishman sent you and surely you will find something worthwhile to talk about now we're getting very near up to the the first half of the show and you know leslie i haven't spoken one item about antiques so what what are we going to do for this no point starting the the show just on antiques for the for the next 50 seconds so what what do you think we should talk about I think we should talk about how wonderful Asheville, North Carolina is. Well, Asheville, North Carolina, I have to admit, when I came to America, I came to Asheville. I lived in Asheville. I now live in Fairview. But um, I always found that the mountains to be... I put it to you this way. If I didn't come to Western North Carolina and went to any other state in the country, I probably would not have stayed in America. I find the mountains very similar to the countryside in Ireland, where people are friendly, helpful, and do try their best to help you out. Yep. So we will talk, come back in the second half of the show and maybe talk a little bit about an antique or something. Oh, wow, really? Great. <laughs> Well, welcome back to the second half of the show. And of course, I always love my little bit of Irish music. And I've noticed there, Leslie, that you're tapping your foot. So I, I think you're beginning to get into the habit of liking a little bit of Irish music. I think I am, Paul. I yeah, because I when I, I remember when, I, when you first started it there, you know, I, my foot was tapping, but I didn't see your foot tapping. But now I see you moving today, so I, I think you're... You're getting into the flow of things, so there must be a little bit of Irish somewhere in you. Ah, there's a lot of Irish in me, Irish and Scottish, from here in Madison County. I'm telling you, that's why that's why you were moving to the to the jingle there, because if you have no Irish blood, it'll have no meaning whatsoever to you. But if you move to it, then you're Celtic in some description. Yep. Okay, so we'll we'll try and get in a little bit into the today's show, seeing that. that I totally got off topic or didn't even get into topic in the first half of the show. So uh, maybe we'll get out of topic before the end of the show, but whatever. <laughs> now, the, today I've just sort of like, uh, it's just going to be sort of like a, a little bit funny. I hope you will sort of enjoy it or uh, understand the reason I'm doing it. If you go around today, everybody today has their iPhone and their cell phone and their tablet and and they have uh, all the electronics, and now they have the little iWatch thing and whatever. And if you want to take a picture, you just pick up your iPhone and your smartphone and uh, your tab, and you take a photograph of it. And, you know, it creates it there, and you post it off, or you email it off to somebody and whatever. But, you know, I still remember the time before there was any cell phones, 
I can remember the time when uh, it took it took camera it, when they had the first digital uh, camera coming out. It took them an awful long time to get from uh, one megapixel up to four megapixels. Now, four megapixels uh, is the equivalent of a thirty-five millimeter shot, like on a thirty-five millimeter camera and a roll of film. So now you can get what uh, fifteen, seventeen megapixels on your camera, or twenty, and and of course the thousand. You know this this phone, iPhone I have is something like uh, thirteen megapixel or something like that. Hmm. But uh, so it the 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 more the megapixel, the better the quality. So if you go back before the digital camera was out, you had the thirty-five millimeter roll of film, and that took pretty good. Uh, Pretty good pictures, and of course you could get it at one hundred, two hundred, four hundred, eight hundred, twelve hundred speeds, and you know the faster the speed meant that the lower the light, and you could take uh, you could take a good picture if you hadn't got good light if you had a faster speed. So, you know, then then of course what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to go backwards on today's show. So if you sort of can follow it, you can sort of have a bit of fun. Now before before. If you go back a little bit further into the into the seventies, you had the Kodak Instant. Um, you know, you had the instant camera where you took a picture sh- out of. I came. remember those. Oh, I still have one or two that managed to survive from when I was, uh, you know, a, a wee lad and and uh, I had no weight on and I, <laughs> the, the, trying to grow a beard or whatever at my seventeenth or eighteenth birthday. After just crashing my car in Ireland, a little, little mini blue mini with a white roof, and I tried to repair it, and somebody took a photograph off it uh, with me. So that was uh, that was the in thing at them times, and they were qu- quite expensive. Of course, now you can go and get them at auction for ten dollars, so forth, whatever. You know, then you go back to the fifties where you had uh, good quality. You know, you had the 50s, 60s, 70s, you had the Canon and you had the Pentax and you had all of these good quality cameras. But they were all 35mm rolls of film. You had to have a roll of film. But then, if you go back further than that, you had 16mm, which uh, my grandfather had the little sort of box camera. He used to, it used to be a little black and white one and he'd show the box and it was, and if you look down, the little box camera, every, everybody was upside down. And he'd, he'd be like that, hold on, and he pressed the thing. And that camera cost him a lot of money at that time. But, of course, you can, you can pick them up at an auction or at an antique mall or, or at, at anywhere for $15, $25. And I think in some cases you can still get the film for it. You go back further than that. You, you come back to when they had the first cameras where they... Had the the black powder on it, and oh, and they covered their head. Covered your head, and they went zoom, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was done on a glass plate, where it would be put onto a glass plate. They take off the lens and say, "Hold," you know, and they'd have to hold that for so many exposures, and then they, you'd see them put the the lens back on it. But it would be put onto a glass plate, so. We're back to the, the something like near the beginning of the camera, like the first, the first uh, captured camera image in permanent form came around eighteen hundreds, and uh, it was the Thomas uh, Wedgwood made the first reliable, or the first reliably documented, although unsuccessful attempt. Eighteen thirty nine was the date 
generally accepted as the birth year of practical photography. So, as you know, during the Civil War, photography was used. It was such a it was such a big thing. Now, if we go back even further than that, we go back to before there was cameras. What did they do to uh, take photographs or take pictures? They did what we call portrait miniatures. And that was developed from the illuminated manuscripts or the illustrated manuscripts of the, like, of the monks and the, and, the, and the famous people of that time. The earliest portrait miniature, miniaturists were famous manuscript painters, where like the Book of Kells, like the, you know, where they did the, the lettering like, uh, by hand. Mm-hmm. And that was around the 1400s. France had a strong tra- tradition of miniatures centered on the royal court up until the mid 1600s. Oh, yeah. The English style of portrait miniatures were also exported to the American colonies. Among the earliest recorded American miniaturists was a woman called Mary Roberts, who died in 1761. And she was the first American woman ever to do miniatures in America and to work in that form. And I think that that, you know, to be the first is always to be the best. Well, they so to say, <laughs> they, they, make, they, make, they make way for the rest. <laughs> so, okay, we've, we've gone back to the miniatures. So what did they do, we say, if you couldn't afford to do a miniature? They got silhouettes, which was like, uh, you know, the black painting. It was either painted on glass or was cut out of paper or done in wax or... Uh, pottery or something like that but it was painted black so the first as we say from the first known photographs so to speak they came in many forms they were cut or painted based on paper plaster or glass the value depends the value this is on silhouettes now the value depends on rarity condition and the attractiveness of the sitter the earliest the earliest silhouettes are known from the 17th century or the 1770s in england and uh, the, the hollowed-out paperwork from a Miss Sarah Harrington, who came from that period. So she was the first known woman on record to do silhouettes, and she came from England, and she was famous. Uh, silhouettes on plaster in the late Georgian period uh, by uh, John Myers and John Field were the most sought after. In America in the 17th, 18th and 19th century, silhouettes became popular as cheap, quick ways of capturing likeness. Now, do you know about Mr. S- uh, do you know about silhouettes? Do you know how they got the name silhouettes? No. They were, it, it came to by a, a monsieur silhouette in France who was a cheapskate who wouldn't get his family portraits done in miniatures so he created the uh, paper cutouts and silhouettes, <laughs> and that's where the name silhouettes come from. So it comes from, normally they'd say the Scottish and the Irish are cheapskates, but in this case it was the Frenchman. Ah. So, so we're coming to the end of the show, and i like to thank all my listeners for listening to the show. And as we always say, no matter what you collect no matter how long you collected always remember enjoy the journey and slant <laughs>